The last five psalms, Psalm 146 through Psalm 150, each begin the exact same way. Praise ye the Lord. As we enter the season of thanksgiving and praise, Scott is walking us through this crescendo of praise, a study he is calling the Hallelujah Chorus. In our busy lives, we must make time to praise the Lord, not only for what He's given us, but praise the Lord for who He is. And when our heart is filled with praise, we are ready for worship. Let's join Scott now for today's study. We all talk about the people that mean the most to us, those that we truly love and those who love us. When I'm on the road traveling, if my wife is not with me, very often I'll show her picture and say, let me tell you about my wife. Or I'll show pictures and say, let me tell you about my children. I, I meet grandparents very frequently, and they say, let me tell you about my grandchildren. Well, today I want to say, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about my Lord. We're in Psalm 146, and that is exactly what the psalmist is doing. In this first of the Hallelujah Psalms, where Hallelujah begins with faith, he gives us an amazing description of his God. We've concentrated thus far in our study on the opening verses of this psalm. Let's pick up in verse 5 and read the verses that follow today. He says, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow, but the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations, praise ye the Lord. Now, We've had him introduced to us already as the God of Jacob. We've discussed that. But do you see the, the main title in this psalm is the Lord? And notice it's all capital letters. Look at your Bible carefully. Psalm 146, it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Uh, that's not just a, a nice way of typing it. That is to designate the, the sacred, holy covenant name that God used with Israel. This is the I am. This is Jehovah God. This is Yahweh. And it's very important that you see that in verse number 5, it is the Lord his God. So uh, this is not just a promise. This is personal. He's my God. Let me tell you about my God. Who is he? Well, first of all, in verse number 6, he's the God of all creation. The Bible says he made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is. So he's the God of creation. Then he's the God of truth which keepeth truth forever. In a word of lies, if you want to know the truth, you need to know God because only God's truth can cut through the mess that we are hearing and seeing before us today. It's a mess. Oh, but the truth cuts through all of that. The, the sword of God's truth just slices right to the heart of the matter. He's the God of truth. And then, on the other hand, he's also the God of mercy. The Bible says that he executeth judgment for the oppressed. If God were only a God of truth, we'd be in trouble because the truth is we're all sinners. We all deserve judgment, but the God of truth is also the God of mercy. And blessed be the name of our God, he, he comes to the aid of the oppressed. There are a lot of oppressed people in this world, uh, but who is the one that can really meet their needs? The God of mercy. 
Then he's the God of provision because the Bible says in verse 7 that he giveth food to the hungry. Have you eaten today? Several times perhaps. Or, or you're already thinking about what you're going to eat next. Or you're eating while you're listening to me. Uh, we, we live to eat, don't we? And we eat to live. Uh, but every time you eat food, it ought to be a reminder, God gave us this. The Lord provided this. It's why we pause and give him thanks when we break bread, when we, when we eat a meal, because he's the God of all provision. And then he's the God of liberty. The Lord looseth the prisoners. He's the God who sets free. He sets the captives free. That's what salvation is. He, he breaks the chain of guilt and the condemnation and the bondage of it all. He sets you free. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And so this is the divine liberty. Then he's the God who opens. The Bible says that the Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. You know, sin closes in on a man. The devil closes down on a man, but the Lord is not the God of closing. He's the God of opening. He's always opening. He opens the eyes of the blind. He's also the God who lifts. The Bible says the Lord, in verse 8, raiseth them that are bowed down. Oh, I love that thought. Read through the gospel records again. See how many times Jesus reached down, took somebody by the hand, and lifted them up. He lifted the, the woman who was down in the dirt. He lifted the leper that was the outcast. He, he lifted the sick from their bed. He lifted uh, the, the dead that had already given up the ghost. He was always raising. You see, God's way is always an upward way. He lifts. And then he's the God of righteousness. The Bible says the Lord loveth the righteous. You see, he's the God of all righteousness. So everywhere there is righteousness, it means God is there. That's where the Lord loves to make his presence known, where people are right with him. And then he's the God of relief. The Bible says that the Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. So the person that is lonely and solitary, the wanderer, and the orphan, the widow. You remember in the New Testament, this is the test of pure religion undefiled, uh, to care for the fatherless, to, to visit the widows in their affliction. What is that? It's a revelation of the heart of God. He loves the poor, the outcast. He loves those that are neglected, that others do not see, that others do not want. Hallelujah. God loves them. No wonder this is a hallelujah psalm. Do you see how every aspect and attribute of God leads you to praise? It, it makes you just want to open your mouth and say, Thank you, Jesus. What a great God we serve. Then he's the God of judgment. The Bible says, But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. By the way, he's going to do that very thing someday in this world. He's going to turn the wicked upside down. They think they're right side up. He's going to turn them upside down. So do you see how the God of mercy is also the God of judgment? See, God is never more of one attribute than he is of another. He's the perfection of all of them. Now, you can't divide God up in percentages. He is the perfection of every one of his attributes. That's why he's God. And then listen to this, verse 10, The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. He's the God of time and eternity. Every generation. Generations change, God never changes. Things change, God never changes. People change, God never changes. Circumstances change, God never changes. He's the God of all time, but he's also the God of eternity because the Bible says the Lord shall reign forever. Someday he's coming back to Zion to set up his throne, uh, to rule and reign on this earth. He is the God of eternity. Look at this list. Look at these verses. Now, this is not my fault. This is what God reveals about himself. 
the God of creation and the God of truth and mercy and provision and liberty and opening and lifting and righteousness and relief and judgment and time and eternity. Friend, that's my God. And I want to tell you today that you can trust him. The question is not can you trust him. The question is will you? Are you? You see, it's a choice. You choose to believe. You choose to trust. You choose to put your faith in the Lord. And by the way, you choose to praise him. And I return again to the whole context of the text. This is a passage of praise. This is a a psalm of thanks. Don't wait till you feel like it. Instead, when you don't feel like it, choose to praise God in faith. Even before the answer comes, even before you feel like it, even before things change, don't praise him for what he's given you or what he will do. Praise him for who he is. Because, dear one, my God is a God who can always be trusted. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We here at Enjoying the Journey are thankful for you, our listeners. It is always such an encouragement for us to hear how God is using the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. All of the resources we provide are free, all because of the support of listeners just like you. While we believe your tithes should be given to your local church, we are always grateful to have Christians from around the country to partner with us as God leads. All gifts are tax-deductible. You can visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and click Donate in the upper right-hand corner. You can make a one-time investment or set up reoccurring gifts. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.